This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <coughs> Wrestling, wrestling. The best things in life for free. <laughs> but I want to be like Edge and Big E. I want money, money in the bank. That's what I want, money in the bank. I'm Adam Wilborn <laughs> from What Culture. What was that? What on earth was that? The money song. What money song? What was that money song? What you want? I about? want money. Boo, 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 boo. That's what I want. You if you liked me. melody and didn't just like sludge, you know that song. <laughs> you conspired to invent that song. It doesn't really exist. Andy Murray, when it comes to music, you like nothing. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Andy Murray and Michael Hammond. He wasn't my cast. <laughs> You've sat me too close to the buttons today, pal. <laughs> Discuss all the guys on wrestling this week and look ahead to money in the bank this weekend. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Cool Dressing on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT2, but oh. AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with the Mega Quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamflet and Murray to look ahead to Money in the Bank this weekend, one of the best pay-per-views, premium live events of the year. Yes. I'm not as enthusiastic as you, but I'm not not enthusiastic. I like newsworthy shows. I like eventful happenings. Uh, WWE, seemingly, I've, I've worked out today when writing a preview that will be available on whatculture.com forward slash WWE that... The reason this card looks as milk toast as it does underneath the Money in the Bank ladder matches is because WWE are feeling stubborn and petulant and they're still a bit pissy that people didn't buy tickets to keep them in the stadium. <laughs> I forgot about that. Just six weeks ago, this was supposed to kick off this trifecta of summer stadium events that positioned WWE as the global leader in all of this. And then since then, uh, Vince McMahon has had to step down from being CEO and Money in the Bank has had to step down in an arena with 16,000 people because they couldn't sell 70,000 tickets. So I think petulantly they've produced this card full of title matches where you can predict every single winner and two ladder matches that have got a couple of, as we've said, you know, like potential 
surprise candidates are interesting ones. But I, I think that there's a stubborn element from WWE about this, and I think they've wanted to make this look more like a B-show. So we might, mm-hmm. all of that is to say, we might be pleasantly surprised that afterwards we're speaking about this like this is one of the more eventful shows of the year. Much like Hell in a Cell. I was going to say, it does strike me mm. as a bit like one of those premium live events you go into going, I'm sure this will be fine and there'll be passable yeah. matches. And then afterwards, there's something bonkers you talk about. You, Andy Murray, mm. have posited potential surprises to, to spice this up, haven't you? Yeah, well, I think if you followed the pattern of recent wrestling news, which has been completely bonkers, <laughs> although it does seem to have uh, coincidentally calmed down a lot since I returned to the country <laughs> and uh, restored equilibrium to the to the British wrestling media scene. Um the, if you follow all the patterns and the way things are going, there's logically there's only one thing that can possibly happen to make the show as newsworthy as possible. And I think it's quite inevitable, given that there's one spot left in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, and given that Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel, Elias, Elon Musk, Ebenezer, whatever, can no longer go ahead, obviously it's the insertion of Vince McMahon into the match <laughs> and his immediate cashing in on Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> McMahon in the bank. <laughs> I mean, uh, d- nonsense aside, I-, I actually wouldn't be at all surprised if he was on the show at the very least. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, if uh, if Vince is thinking, hey, I've got to keep myself in the zeitgeist here. I've been accused of some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win the briefcase. I'm going to get my guns out. I'm going to look as pathetic and frail as I did at WrestleMania 38. I would just point out that I will look even more pathetic and frail when I'm his age. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, um, I mean, the, yeah, the Hamlet's right. Um the pattern for years with WWE pay-per-views has been if it, if, you, if it looks crap on paper, it's probably going to be really good. Yeah. And if it looks really good on paper, it's probably going to be quite good. Uh, these things are rarely outright bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they are. And when they are, we say they are. But for, mostly they're they're good fun. For me, uh, personally, and I'm speaking only for myself, I uh, there is no stipulation in wrestling I am more bored of than ladder matches. And we get two of them on the same night here. So it's a tough sell for me personally. But I know that when I sit up on Saturday night at midnight or whatever and I, I press the button, I'll be into it. It'll be mm. fun. And uh, yeah, covering these shows is always fun because you're guaranteed at least two major stories in, mm-hmm. the, in the briefcases unless someone boring wins like Vince. Every ladder match when it's announced feels like the 50th ladder match you've watched this year. I realized that when AW announced one for a Dynamite a while ago or maybe the pay for you, I can't remember. And it just felt like, well, another one. And then I felt like that woman complained about elections that time. Another one? (laughs) But there'd been something like four, which was still nearly one a month in AEW, which is too many. But I could have sworn there'd been double that. And that's the feeling. Even even if, for all now at this point, AEW and WWE took a break from ladder matches for ages, it would never feel like that because there's been so many banked up to this point. In terms of surprise returns, though, mm. we talked a little bit about Bailey before. Mm-hmm. Andy suggested Charlotte Flair in the office. She's mm. due to return for the summer. Somebody gets injured. She does the Brock. Makes sense. There's yeah. a spot in the men's one as well. This seems very feasible, all this. I think so. I and think whether it's Bailey in Money in the Bank or in a yeah, title match. I could well see Bailey coming back after, rather than like being the kind of Carmella being the red herring match and it being Bailey and. Bianca Belair right now. I could well see Bailey making a return on this show. You have Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey as two champions that are going to need challenges for stadium shows. Bailey would fit the brief for either of those. Charlotte Flair returning for all that like people will have that Brock Lesnar feeling of oh no she's come to spoil everything. Immediately enters back in into the main event. The you know assuming that Becky Lynch isn't fighting Bianca Belair and maybe she is. If she's not fighting uh, Bianca Belair at SummerSlam, both those rosters are just barren in terms of an actual star that you can put into a stadium show. They've not tried to put people in place. So the more people they can have returning, the better. 
Um, likewise, I mean, look, we've just seen it in the men's division. Roman Reigns beats Riddle, and Drew McIntyre pretty much calls his shot for Clash at the Castle, and there's this glaring gap in yeah. the middle. How can they be creative to come up with something new for SummerSlam? They can it. So it's just Brock Lesnar all over again. So it stands to reason that they'll be looking at the at SummerSlam and Clash at the Castle as needing big stars. Bailey and Charlotte fit the brief. They're big time matches. For Ronda more than Bianca at this point, I think. Bianca yeah. Belair yeah. potentially elevates yeah. somebody who she's with. Ronda is in desperate need of a star to feel like a star again. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'll always go to bat for Shayna Baszler, but it's not going to be her at the end of the day. In terms of the mm. Natalia match, who is the submission specialist for you? I, I'm going to have to go with Ronda Rousey, Adam. Um... I would like this to mirror. I think it would be the betterment for the betterment of everybody if this mirrors uh, Rousey UFC fight and it's done within a minute. Yeah. Um. I, like I don't even think that's bad booking. Like Natalia has had to do like really really silly sports entertainment bollocks in an attempt to an in inverted commas get in Ronda's head. Mm. But on the night they've had Ronda crush people before when they've presented them as well below her level. If you think about what she did individually to members of the Riot Squad in that mini feud before WrestleMania 35. She just decimated them. She would have the odd competitive defense against yeah, Sasha Banks. I think she defeated Bailey on a Raw. But for the most part, when somebody was presented as just so much weaker than Ronda Rousey, they were put to the sword, effectively. Mm-hmm. And I would quite like to see that here. Nobody buys Natalia as a competitor. So wouldn't it just be nice if on the night, WWE played to that and had Ronda Rousey not buy her either? Mm. Yes. That, that or 12 minutes. Like yeah, yeah. I always want to prefer. I'm, I, I'm, it's what I said on the preview yesterday with Sidious is the exact same thing. Of I compared it to to Tyson back in the day when I used to watch Ronda in the UFC. You'd be going, well, it's not going to be lasting long, but I'm I'm going to watch it. Yeah, and just have her do this here. I think it would it would reinstate <clears> a bit of that aura that she may have lost. Andy. Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of just squashing people from time to time, even if they're an established person, even if they've been around a long time. Um, I think. I, honest to goodness, if if you know the Claudio Zach match at Forbidden Door had started off and it had le- legitimately finished on that opening neutralizer, I'd have bloody loved it. Don't get me wrong, I loved the match they gave yeah, us, yeah. but sometimes the shock and awe of a squash is just bloody awesome. Um, I loved Goldberg versus Brock, the first yeah, one at the, yeah. at the Survivor Series and stuff. So yeah, you buy I, it, don't you? Yeah, you just think, oh, you know, I've seen I've seen fights or you know yeah. other sporting stuff where someone comes in and they've. Not, not misunderstood the assignment, but they've yeah. underestimated their opponent and they immediately pay the price. Yeah, so exactly. Goldberg versus The Fiend. I'll have a what culture beer with that. Jose Aldo versus uh, Conor McGregor. Nine seconds, one punch, done. Like, you know, that's what it is. Um, and Natalia, uh, well, I've lost my chain of thought again. What am I doing? Is no, it Ronda about the, Rousey. Is it about the pushchair by any chance? Or? The push, the push, oh, no, no. <laughs> Does the pushchair have its own OnlyFans account is what I want to know. <laughs> Has it got a subscription to whatever's going on? Uh, what's, this, what's this nonsense about an OnlyFans thing that's going on on Twitter? It's just this piss I saw something about Twitter with people's sisters or something. useless crack between them. And Natalia, conspiracies. Natalia or a sister, or they've got a shared one. I've got an OnlyFans account. Ronda right. went for that in some poor Twitter crack. And Natalia was like, well, better having that than a random wood in the back of my house where I spout conspiracy theories, which I'm assuming must be Ronda's oh. online brand. She go into a garden. And talk she's about uh, she's got some ropey opinions, shall right, we say? Yeah. So, all oh, right, okay. I missed this, and I heard people talking about it. it it's uh, it's worked ropey uh, Twitter crack. Okay, yeah. all right. It's, so the, it's the worst of all. Of course, things. being yeah, yeah. No, it's not good. Um, 
but Ronda's Ronda's aura desperately needs something, doesn't yeah. it? It mm. desperately needs something. Um, I don't think that her spending four minutes on the mat struggling to get out of a sharpshooter is the way to restore it. But you know that bloody uh, sharpshooter. Yeah, would be more struggling <laughs> to get in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the best submission move since uh, the Miz's figure four. <laughs> um, but yes, Ronda should run through her. In 100%. terms, in terms of you know legitimate. Chances of titles changing hands. Mm. I think it's better. I, I don't want to dwell on Bianca Belair. Come on. I think if it's Carmella, not to dismiss her too much. I mean, I've already booked her on three different podcasts to immediately be taken out of the match and replaced by someone else. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that, but it's a straightforward win for Bianca Belair there. Yep. In terms of a possibility of a title change, it, could it be the undisputed tag titles, the Street Profits versus the Usos? We were talking on the SmackDown preview earlier about the fact that they're building back up the Viking Raiders now. Yeah. That doesn't work with the Usos as no. champs. No, it really doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be. The, the problem with it is that they've not built it in, in a way that builds a great deal of anticipation for the title change, have they? Like the, the endless... Opposite. I'm sick yeah. of seeing them fight. Yeah, they've booked. The, they've really booked this program to get under rather than over, <laughs> yeah. and it, it it makes it really difficult to sit down and and throw down any kind of particularly compelling outcome here because can, keeping the Usos run going is compelling from the standpoint of them being one of the most decorated and best tag teams in WWE history, which I think they are. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily in terms of like no volume of great matches, but in terms of ha- what the metrics WWE would use to go. These are all timers. They're absolutely there. And they've had great matches, just not necessarily on this current run. For me, people might disagree. Um, and that's fine. But I don't, I, I, I think this is a complete coin flip of a match, which means by default, it's probably the match with the highest chance of a title change because the others seem quite locked into me. I d- not to say that you can't switch these back on TV, because obviously yeah. you can. Mm. I just, like, we were talking about this on the SmackDown podcast, right? I like um, moments in wrestling. I think moments have been bastardized somewhat by NXT's obsession with them at the start of the Wednesday Night Wars. Like, moments are good, and they're as good. A great moment is as good as a great match for me as a fan, and WWE have dined out on that for decades, right? But at the moment, too many of their moments aren't really moments. They are obsessed with the visual of the bloodline with the belts. They're absolutely mm. obsessed with it. Like, don't believe it. Watch WrestleMania and the biggest title match of all time that they mm. said to watch play watch a bang average match play out just for the sake of a having banging the banging match, yeah, I agree. We the ones, right? A bang average match play out just for the sake of them all sticking their fingers up in the air at the end. The six man tag <laughs> at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> yeah. Was pretty good. It was, pretty it was yeah. better than I anticipated. Um and the Usos RK Bro match was again pretty good, but it all exists. It does all just exist for them or Bloodline holding up belts because in their mind, I think they believe they've got a lot more of a. I mean, look, maybe some younger fans will feel this as well because this might be their first taste of this. I genuinely believe that the visuals of those with the belts make some fans believe that they've got some sort of dynasty here, some type of horse, four horsemen thing where. Um, you know, like, oh, these, in years to come, we will look back on the dominance of the bloodline. Remember when the bloodline held all the titles? And it's like, well, I do remember seeing the images that you posted once every three months when they were actually all on the show <laughs> at the same time. But save for a couple of Roman Reigns title matches, they're never together. Yeah. The tag division has been decimated by the fact that the belts have been amalgamated. The world title's been put together hasn't exactly been good for the show. So I think certain still images will tell a very different story to what it's been like to live this week by week. But WWE are obsessed with these still images. I say all three of these get to um, at least SummerSlam, probably clash at the castle uh, with all the belts for a big night of big defeats for the bloodline. Maybe the Usos leaves them at SummerSlam and it's seen that Roman's got a cling on to the Empire 
and then it's him and Drew, and that adds a bit of drama to well. And if, Flower if, of Scotland plays out the pay per view. <laughs> Tremendous. I love. Uh, do you know what my uh, my favourite line from Flower of Scotland is? What? She goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish gays. Because Drew's going to walk there. They're going to do a vignette of him walking down. They're going to play that throughout. Uh, we beat you in World War Two, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Which was famously Scotland versus England. Yeah, I remember. Okay. I remember World War Two. Was that um, was that uh, Euro '96? I forget when World War Two was. <laughs> I don't know. Um, in terms of theory versus Bobby Lashley, as Andy said, I think the tag titles are the most under threat here. It's wild to say that when a card features Bobby Bloody Lashley finally getting his hands on Theory, who I think Big he's Bob. defeated like gauntlet matches and what have you prior to this. It's well, it's so it's, transparent, this isn't it? Oh, it's a really hard sell. This um, both men are very transparently, to use Murray's word, in programmes with other people. <laughs> I don't know who Lashley is in a programme with, but he's not really in a programme with Theory, <laughs> because when he finishes one with Omos, he held up somebody's replica world title as if to say, I'm back in the game for this, and then has been put in for the second title instead. Mm-hmm. So about that he doesn't even want, and has made it clear that he doesn't want, is the one that he's stuck fighting for. In the meantime, Theory has got this US title and is all but ready for John Cena at SummerSlam based on reports and teases on television now. So that's not just speculative stuff. They've, you know, started to make it explicit that that's where they're going as well. And yet both have needed something to do. Theory to be in a program, Lashley to look like he's not been derailed by having nothing to do. And yet there's no believable way Theory gets out of this with the title unless it's cheap or it's a non-finish or whatever. It's... I don't know. I've been thinking about this more and more because me and Sid sort of did the same dismissive, oh, it's probably going to be a counter DQ or something like that. There is an argument to be made that you put the US title on uh, Bobby Lashley because he's not going to be involved in the world title for a while. Like you say, you got mm. Brock and then you got presumably Drew at Clash at the Castle. You put the title on him. There's no reason why he couldn't fight John Cena just because he thinks John Cena's a bell end, and John Cena quite rightly thinks Theory's a bell end. You don't necessarily need the US title there, I yeah. suppose. I, I don't think you do, but I do think he will hold on to it um, coming out of this match. And I, f- I think he'll beat Bobby Lashley by some kind of stupid banana skin. Maybe he'll poke him in the eye with a selfie stick or something. Oil in the eyes. Oil in the eyes, there you go. Well, the thing with... Pro- I've got, I've, I booked it already, but I haven't booked it in front of you two, so I'll, I'll save that okay. after you've given me your thoughts. <laughs> well, the, 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 the thing with programs like this, this specific pairing here and then Bailey versus Cena. They can be the best thing in the world. The best thing in pro wrestling is watching people like rise up and stuff, right? And become truly great and and become a different level of star. The whole appeal of NXT the first time around was, hey, a person I've never heard of, oh yeah, suddenly they're the best wrestler in the world. Um, Joy of discovery, all that stuff, people you've been on the ground floor with. So when you have an established wrestler putting over a younger guy and elevating them and all that stuff, when it works, it is wonderful. It's incomparable in pro wrestling. Uh, This sucks. This version of it (laughs) sucks because you have to be able to believe in the person, the younger wrestler who's entering this match, that they have what it takes to be a top, top person, that they have the charisma, the, the ring skills, the magnetism, everything. You look at them and you see, yes, you could headline shows. You could make loads of money for this company. You have to believe in them. Theory's not it. Theory's not it. He's a quite good wrestler. He's a quite good promo. He's a quite charismatic man. He's not excellent at anything. Doesn't radiate future megastar. Aside from having a nice body, Mm. doesn't radiate anything. You see these, you know, when he's in these backstage segments with, with John Cena as he was this week, it's night and day. John Cena didn't even say anything. 
and he still felt like a, he dwarfed this guy in sheer presence. Bobby Lashley's the same, and Bobby's not exactly the slickest promo in the game or anything like that, but when these two guys are on screen, one of them feels, and that's what it is, it's a feel, like he could be a headlining guy, and he's in his 40s. Mm. Um, that's the problem with me in this program, is that Fury has a good, like, I like the selfies and the faces and stuff, but it's a very mid-card act, and he has very mid-card charisma. And if they're going to put him over John Cena, sounds like not a good guy to elevate, if you ask. Maybe I'm being too harsh on this guy. I don't want to you know, outright dismiss a 24-year-old's prospects of ever making it at the highest, highest level. But for me, it's far too early in his career to see any level of charisma or magnetism or star power to suggest that he can be anything on the same level as even what Bobby Lashley was a year or so ago. I don't think it's there. Do you know what, as well? I, that's, when it comes to someone like a Bobby Lashley, like it would be the ultimate losing upwards for theory to lose his US title to then go and fight John Cena. We used to say that about, well, they could lose upwards and then that could put him into a WWE title program. Like at this point, a match with John Cena is probably bigger than him getting a match with Roman Reigns because at least yeah. you can conceive that he would beat Cena. Mm. But the belts are so devalued now that you know that old thing about, oh, it's like, it's not the belt that makes the man, it's the man that makes the belt. You can lift that word belt out and replace it with match. Yeah. Like, do we have bigger matches now than, than title matches? It's not theory fighting for the universal title. It's theory fighting John Cena. But it's not Cena. <laughs> I was going to say it's not Cena that makes the man. It's the man that makes Cena. It kind of is. Because at this point, like, Cena will do absolutely anything for anybody. But it's down to them to make the most of working with John Cena more than it is John Cena just going out there and laying down for a guy. You know, like, at, at this point... Like, I thought he was like that a few years ago, and then he still kind of put Baron Corbin in his place because he didn't think he was ready, did he? Mm-hmm. Cena's even more selfless now than he was then. To me, From the outside, yeah. it looks as if he'll do whatever yeah. for anybody. The company will say, fancy this to someone who's like, yeah, no bother, whatever. But it's up to that person. And to Murray's point, like, Theory could go on and beat John Cena and probably will. I don't necessarily think it's going to make a difference. It'll be WWE telling you. So artificial, isn't it? Yeah. It's so artificial. Like, he'll beat the 16-time world champion, and they'll be like, oh, look how great he is. Fear, he's taking the next step. And yet none of this will track in his performances at all. He'll come out on Raw, and he'll do some wacky faces and take a selfie. And it'll it'll be like, oh, you're, yeah, you're quite obnoxious, mate, but you should probably be feuding for the US title still. Unless he takes my advice for this match, which is... What's been the key component in this feud between Bobby Lashley and, and Theory? You mentioned it a minute ago. Oil. oil. Exactly. <laughs> what does oil make you? Apart from nice and shiny. Slippy, like the eel. Exactly right. Andy <laughs> so slippy you could slip out of the hurt lock, maybe? Oh! <laughs> your arms are up in the air. You good. square on yourself like Nakazawa. It's Thank literally you, Nakazawa. <laughs> Slips out of that. Boom. The, the referee gets some oil in his, uh, some baby oil in his eyes. He's distracted. He pulls out his phone, goes to take a selfie, but it's on super flash mode. Blinds Lashley. Hits him with his finisher. One, two, three. Thanks very much, everyone. Theory is a maid. Put a bow on it, and there you go. I love how your finish has two different performers, if you include the referee, getting blinded through two different means. Referee gets some oil in his eyes, you know, and then the other one's got a flash on his camera. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, let's get to the Money in the Bank ladder matches then before we get to this week's hashtag bloody good quiz. Um, in terms of, like you say, we've speculated for potential surprise entrance. There's a TBD at time of recording. Ignoring them, Andy, mm. let's start with a women's match. If you had to bet a pasty on it, you don't. You don't. We've still got a pasty bet on this I'll get to when we get to the men's match. If you had to put your... Put your Money where your mouth is. Your pasty where your mouth is. <laughs> oh, I'd love to put a pasty where my mouth is. Um, <laughs> Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, Becky Lynch. Who are you picking as Mrs. Money in the Bank? Charlotte Flair. I feel like they're going to redo the Brock thing this year because uh, taking time off, got married, honeymoon, all that stuff. Great stuff. Good for them. Uh, Andrade's back on TV, as you pointed out quite recently. Mm-hmm. And that's who she got married to. So oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. If you want an accurate window uh, of how long Charlotte Flair might be out for, unless unless she asked for like a longer stretch, which she'd be entitled to. She works very hard. Um, but it, I, looking at this field, um, Becky's quite a compelling option, I think, because if you do another title match of her and Bianca, if she loses again to Bianca Belair, if you're still going down the, like her character's like falling apart because she keeps failing... It's a pretty good match to lose and and spark that because it's a big show and it's her biggest rival and all of that. Um, That's quite a compelling option. But, yeah, I mean, Charlotte Flair, it just feels like they'll do the Brock trope and they'll... Who does she take out? Potentially Lacey Evans. They've been wanting to do that for a long old while, of course. Yeah, well, there you go. You've just answered the question. Lacey as a babyface versus Charlotte Flair in the interim to keep Charlotte busy before she gets involved in the cashing angle. There we go. We've, We've saved Christmas. If not Charlotte, who, who are you picking, Hamlet? Well, I was going to pick Lacey Evans, actually. It's a bit of an outside shot. Like, like, a couple of years ago, she'd have been walking out of a hotel room with a mystery person, and you'd see that mystery person and be like, Hoi, it's Ric Flair. <laughs> like, um, I kind of, I, I, I like Murray's Charlotte thing. Um, the prospect of a, a spoiler, not the result kind, but somebody coming in and kind of spoiling everybody's plans or like as a bit of a surprise, some an unwelcome WWE surprise. She's a perfect fit for that sort of thing. She I think is. Bailey is a fit of a different kind. Mm. Like I think she's going to be so, maybe not, but in my mind, she's going to be so popular when she comes back. She's missed wrestler. Most wrestlers are when they they go away, but she'll be missed and she'll come back to a pop that Charlotte Flair probably won't have. <laughs> there'll be more. There'll be a sense of dread permeating around the building. But I had Lacey Evans for this, if only because I, I will say to WWE's credit. I think this is probably one of the more unpredictable ones they've had in years, this particular field of wrestlers. Becky Lynch would be a heavy favourite if she wasn't in the middle of this downward spiral run that doesn't really suit her suddenly having a golden ticket for the title shot. Um, Asuka is perpetually over and thus doesn't need it and can kind of always slide into a title shot in the first place. Liv Morgan and Shotzi and Alexa Bliss have got these fan bases that would will them to get the shot. Shotzi would be this like big underdog one, mm-hmm. but Liv Morgan is the one that people have wanted for years. I think a lot Alexa Bliss would like please a lot of people having been freewheeling since she's returned. 
But what they do with them in Money in the Bank matches often is give the, the give you the fingertips on the briefcase visual before it all goes wrong at the last. I don't think they know what they want to do with Lacey Evans long term. But this insincere baby face on commentary thing she's been doing on SmackDown would be quite nicely paid off if she was to cash in on a baby face. It gets lost sometimes. Cash in is more of a heel thing than a baby face thing. They have done it with baby faces, you know. I know Big E called his shot last year, but the cash in was still Bobby Lashley had hurt his leg, hadn't he? And you yeah. know, still yeah. he was coming at it from an advantageous mm-hmm. position, even though he told you on Twitter tonight's the night I'm cashing it in. Lacey Evans is the sort of character that they can have play in the Come on, guys, still cheer me. We're all good. Here, I'm doing a double bicep pose on the ramp. We're all Red, friends. white, and blue briefcase. All until the moment appears in front of her, and she's like, sod it, I'll have that. I'll absolutely have that woman's right bang. And I just, I like I say, I still don't think they've quite figured out what they want to do with it, but they often use the briefcase as a shortcut to not having to worry about that. Mm. It's like, well, they've got a case. We don't have to book them now for six months. She can get pinned as often as she likes, but she's got the case. She's a clear and present danger every single week, no matter what she's up to. I think it might be Liv Morgan. I keep changing my mind on this. <laughs> Because I think I ended up booking it being Asker yesterday through a process of elimination. The one thing I'm most confident on, and watch these words come back to haunt me in a few days' time, is it's not going to be Becky Lynch. Because mm. I think you're right. I think this downward spiral mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, I'm better now. I'm in the money in the bank match. She's going to be there. She's going to be grabbing the briefcase. Asker's going to knock her off. That feud's going to go on and blah, blah, blah. And then I think you could make an argument for almost anyone in this match. But I'm going to go with Liv Morgan now, although I'm probably going to change my mind within 24 hours of this. In terms of the men's match... You guys know where my loyalties lie. Sami Zayn, Mr. Money in the Bank, <laughs> is something I've campaigned for. For It's the funniest option and mm. the most fun. Five 100%. years, I think I've been going for. Yeah. Uh, the obvious one, I'm obviously going to throw to yeah. you first on this for obvious reasons, Andy. Oh. It's Drew McIntyre, isn't <laughs> oh, it? It's neither fun nor funny. Oh, I either knew. I can. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Him calling his shot for the, for the stadium show in his native Wales, <laughs> uh, where he lives and was born, um, is is probably what they're going to do. Um, it, it's a big baby face kind of big dick move to do that, to call your shot and say, me and you, Roman, main event, even more so against Reigns, who is presented as the, the, just the, the omni-god of WWE. And uh, I think that's probably going to be what they do. I think that the next few months of programming will be geared to trying to make the the, the dethroning of Roman by Drew as big as possible, because I do think that's going to happen in Cardiff. I think they are going to make the misguided move of having this poor man dress up as the British Bulldog uh, in in a Union Jack in that stadium, which would attract a very interesting response (laughs) in Scotland in particular, let me tell you, friends. Um, I don't know. I don't know if what Drew's opinions on the Union Jack are, but hey ho, it's a splitting topic uh, mm-hmm. back in our homeland. However, um, I think that would appease a lot of British fans. Uh, I think the people who are really big Drew fans would be. Su- I like Drew, but you know, I'm not a fanboy of him or anything. I don't like using that term, but I'm not like a mega fan of him. Whatever. I think people who are into him would be really happy with that. I I think several is a more interesting option. Because then you can do stuff with him, really screw him with Cody while Cody's not there. You could even have him win the belt. Or Cody wins the Royal Rumble first. We have the exact set pieces from the heist of the century from two years ago. It was Brock and Roman Yeah, the last time Seth cashed in. Yeah. So you could tease that he's going to do the exact same thing. And he could have a different colour briefcase every week. Oh my God. Oh my God. If it's, if it's not Drew, you're going Seth? Well, now. No, I'm going Sammy if it's not Drew. Yes. I, it's, it's Drew, right? It's not, it's not awful booking. Drew's saying, I'm calling my shot, and then there being no way for him to actually do that other than to have this case. It's not terrible booking, to be honest. He's he's a, 
a strong, confident baby face that says he's going to do something, goes and does something, is basic baby face booking. And there's, no, you know, I might, I'm not the biggest Drew McIntyre fan either. I don't, I don't think that him winning the belt at Clash at the Castle is this era-defining visual that they believe it to be. No, but I think they're gonna they're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> what I do potentially quite like. It's not there, sorry. If I had another button, I would have said, you know, when he arrives in, it wasn't even my car, Diff, for the big title match. <laughs> <laughs> I will say what could be quite interesting is Drew having the belt, having the, having the briefcase, and then having the run to SummerSlam to basically say, I don't care if it's Roman or Brock. It actually makes Roman Brock a little bit more interesting if Drew McIntyre is yeah. sort of feuding with both of them on television, like fronting up to Brock Lesnar and saying, if it's you... I'll do what I did at WrestleMania and I'll beat you for the title. Put in front of some fans this time. Yeah, but this time I'll get it my way. And if it's Roman, he said, I, I, I knew I had you that time. And like, I came this close. And but like, yeah. him running two programs at once in the run to SummerSlam where he doesn't need to worry now. Clash at the Castle, that's safe. That's secure. That's yours. Like, I, that's not terrible television either. I think Sami Zayn is infinitely more interesting. Yeah. I think the guy who has been. What's so cool about the Sami Zayn, and again, I think it's good booking, genuinely decent booking from WWE. What they've done with Sami Zayn in making him this guy that wants to be an honorary use for reasons that he has refused to make explicit. Is he doing it to just stay close to the power players on SmackDown, or does he actually, the little rat, want the title for himself? The fact they've never just openly had Sami like, do that thing where he's talking backstage with all the like, cameras right there saying, anyway, don't tell Roman and Paul Heyman that <laughs> my plan is to win their title. <laughs> like, they've kept that ambiguous in a way that I think has been actually quite fun television. Anytime that he says Oos or he wants to be referred to as Oos is a total popper. Look at him. Just look at him. <laughs> like, By his own, what's the thing, the ceremonial thing they put the on there? Oh, the lay, yeah. yeah. He's about as Oos as we are. You know, like, it's, just, <laughs> it's great. It's, I'm more Goose than Oos, personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's genuinely good stuff. Um, so I would favour that. But the, like, the Drew stuff's okay. They've, they've, they've done the yeah. work. They've done the yeah. work for the I wouldn't really. be that annoyed, but Telling me there's a chance. This is the most confident it's not I've for ever us, felt. Is it? It's not for us. It's not for not that specific. No, no. Set of circumstances. It's not yeah. for people who were alive and watching wrestling when British Bulldog won at '92. Yeah, if you know the difference, yeah. you know the difference. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, let us know your predictions ahead of Money in the Bank on Twitter at What Culture WWE, of course. But enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Megan Roxburgh. If you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody quiz, or you want to write one yourself like Megan's done, <laughs> thanks for this, Megan. Uh, you can submit a five-star review on iTunes, What Culture Wrestling, and you can also email them to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com, just like Megan has done here. Megan writes, Hello, I just wanted to send this quick message to say how much I've been enjoying the podcast over the past few months. I've found the reviews for AW and WWE shows especially interesting to hear how other people, especially those with such knowledge and and insight as Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick uh, view the shows given their unique perspectives and tastes when it comes to wrestling. On the other side, wrestle culture has become a welcome start to the weekend, which has made me laugh out loud at times when I've really needed a reason to smile. So thank you for that. With that in mind, I've put together what I hope is a pretty decent Money in the Bank themed quiz for you all to enjoy. Thanks for your time, Megan Roxburgh. Thank you, Megan. Thanks, Megan. She writes, Thanks, P.S. Megan. Congratulations on the live show selling out so fast. Oh, might have some more news on that live mm. show coming soon. Yeah. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. No spoilers. Clash near the castle. Anyway, 10 questions, multiple choice. Shout, shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. 
Most of all, we'll work in the Principality Stadium. I couldn't keep it any longer. <laughs> We've moved it to the Friday. We're doing the stadium <laughs> the TBD. night before. Yeah, it's just aye. Well, 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 it's well, it's a reverse of money in the bank. Yeah. We're moving from small venue to stadium. Shed Seven are going to be there. <laughs> we booked the stereo We've got Tom Jones go opening for us. Keris Matthews. Yeah, it's going to be great. He's Every a, Welsh person. Gorky Zygotic Monkey. <laughs> Gomez. They're going to play. Them. Who's the Frigid uh, Vinegar really good singer? Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Propeller Heads. Remember yes. them? They're yeah. there. Uh, Lindisfarne Ash, were they Welsh now no Ashford Northern Irish I think WWE won't care they'd put the belt on yeah, that exactly Portishead very good weren't they from Portishead they're Wales <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, I might be taking a leap there <laughs> it's just for fun That's Portishead the, the police yeah I think it's near Bristol or something oh I think oh wow that's, that's, that's Jules country like that question, is that's it? Jules country Portishead hang on did it, did it, did it, it doesn't seem to We're supposed to his head supposed to sink it. Try up, that, yeah. shall we? Super furry animals. Of yeah. course. They're Welsh. He's a golden dog. My favourite mine and Drew McIntyre's favourite Welsh band, Delamitri. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Look around, Cardiff, pretty baby. Is it everything you hoped it'd be? Uh, it is near Bristol. Hey, hey geography, geography. <laughs> right, ten questions. Shout out your name. Wait for me to come to you. Remember, it's just for fun. Okay. Uh, question number one. As of 2022, how many Money in the Bank winners are also Grand Slam sure. champions? Jinx. Crivens, help my boob. Eight, nine, ten, or eleven? Andy, eleven. No, dear. That's oh, wrong. Eight, nine, or ten? Oh, I'll go eight. No, dear. That's wrong. It's a lot either way, isn't it? It's ten. Ah. Jinx. Try and guess any of them? Nope. Yes. Edge. Miss Edge, correct? Jan Cena. Nope, not a Grand Slam oh, champion. Never won the IC no, title. No, of course. Bob Lashley. Uh, no, he's not been money in the bank, Big has e. he? Uh, I don't know. Big E's not on there. Never yeah. been US champ, has he? Who's that? Oh, he's in oh, it's like all I, I assume that's what I don't know. Yeah, that'd be Gang, wrong. Gangrel? Do you want me to run you through him? Gangrel? Miss Edge. Gangrel? RVD. Uh-huh. Kane. Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Bailey, and Asuka. Yeah. Uh, question number two. True or false? Mm. So if you get this wrong, point goes to your opponent. <laughs> Every Money in the Bank pay-per-view, pay-per-view that is, old premium live event, has taken place in either June or July. True or false? I'm mm. False. Yay! At very least, at very least, the, uh, April, the one was in April because it was the first pandemic event and it was two weeks after... Uh, the big mass call day because it was like climb the corporate ladder. Oh yeah, truth on the roof. <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty nineteen. Black died. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Both happened in May. The, well, the one you're talking about is was recorded in April, broadcast yeah. in May. Uh, yeah. It's a point to Michael Hamlet. Okay. Uh, question number three: The final Money in the Bank match to take place at WrestleMania was won by who? Kane, The Miz, Jack Swagger, Hamlet. or Dolph? Sorry, I'm just leaving the same amount of time that. Jack Swagger left to unhook that briefcase. Yay! Jack Swagger. Miz and Kane both won pay-per-view ladder matches the same year. Dolph was in the WrestleMania match, but did not win it. Uh, what's that question? Four. How did the New Day announce Kofi's entrance in the 2018 Men's Money in the Bank ladder match? Was it a giant pancake with Kofi's face? Kofi won rock, paper, scissors. Kofi's name on Xavier Woods' chest or Kofi's name written on the side of Francesca. Andy, was it rock, paper, scissors? 
No, dear. Oh that's wrong. God. I'm getting zero points here. I'll go with uh, Francesca. No, dear. That's wrong. They teased Woods and E, and then Woods revealed on his chest Kofi's name. Okay. Uh, question five. Five? Yeah. Yeah. Like Last one was four. We got two blanks. He's yeah. got two points. Yeah. Good. Five. Question five. Which tag team has had the most combined money in the bank appearances? Edge and Christian, The Miz and John Morrison, Team Hell No, or The New Day? Ooh. Andy, is it Miz and Morrison? No, dear, that's wrong. I think Bummer. I'll go with Team Hell No. Ten. Kane, isn't it? Kane. Kane must have been in at least like four of them. Seven. Yeah. Seven more. Kane. Kane sucks. <laughs> Kane's just a now f***ing dickhead. He's been <laughs> in seven money in the bank. Sorry, Wilborn. You're going home in ten minutes, you f***ing prick. He's got to stick around and edit these f***ing swears out. <laughs> just for this, I'm going to drag this quiz out. It's currently He's gonna miss his boss. two minutes to three. He's going to oh, miss no. his boss. we got half a quiz left, Andy. Oh, God, no. i got nowhere to be. Well, if he leaves, I get his points out. So. <laughs> uh, team L no have ten. Uh, seven for Kane, three for Brian. Edge and Christian have nine, three for Edge, six mm. for Christian. Miz and Morrison, seven. Four for Miz, three for Morrison. New Day have eight. Seven for Kofi, one for Big E. Xavier Woods never appearing in it. Maybe he's the TBD. Mm. I'd, I'd take that. Hey. Right. Sorry for swearing, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Nasty. You're fine. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, I'm good. It's just this. You can start it. It's just this crusty old bastard. Uh, question six. <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, what was unique uh, about the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 24? Was it, it opened the show. Three of the entrants were reigning champions. It had the highest number of entrants ever, or it was CM Punk's second consecutive win. I've got a bad... Track record of answering first, so I'm not going to do that. Hamlet. Uh, reigning champions. No, dear, that's wrong. Incorrect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to guess any of the, the ch titles or the champions, champions that they were? Jericho was the Intercontinental Champion. Correct. MVP was the United States Correct. Champion. Correct. Look at this. That's not really fair, this and is I it? think, was there a tag team champion in there as well? John Morrison. John Morrison. Before the options, because I remember there was options, I was going to say, uh, there was a mini ladder, because it was the one where like there was a mini ladder and John Morrison did the moonsault hold. Uh, and the yes. ladder. Of course. I can't have been his, can it? Because he had a bin thrown at him on that same show. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Like LA Park. Right. Is that, is that six? That's six questions. Six nil, I think. To me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ Styles qualified for the Money in the Bank 2020 by winning a battle royale which occurred due to the withdrawal of which wrestler? Was it Andrade, Apollo Crews, Murphy, or MVP? 2020. 2020. Oh, Those were the days. Oh, Golden, era, yeah. Yeah, Golden like, era, yeah. Golden era. Um... Yeah, Apollo Crews was probably exhausted from wrestling for 86 minutes against Alistair Black that week. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Polly Crews, you know. Big Polly. You want a punt at Polly? No, you do. You, Michael Hamflit. I'll take a punt for Polly. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, that counts as my point. So no, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, he beat MVP to qualify, but was injured during a US title match against Andrade. Murphy was beaten by Rey Mysterio in a qualifying what match. A sad time. 
question eight. Yeah. Yeah. The yep. clip of John Cena's return at Money in the Bank 2021. Oh, my God. That was so good. Uh, has how many views, uh, when Megan looked at this, June 30th, has how many views on YouTube? 7.4 million, 8.4 million, 9.4 million, or 10.4 million views? Surprised by those. I thought they'd be a bit higher. Hamlet. Yeah, 9.4 million. No, dear. That's wrong. Here we go. Uh, the next one up. 10.4. Yeah. No, dear. Oh, that's bombs. wrong. Next one down. No, dear. All right, that's so wrong. It was, uh, I'm going to get it right now. It was 11.4. 7.4 million. Oh, don't. <laughs> 7.4. Seems not a draw anymore. <laughs> This video's Orange Cassidy that have like 12 million. <laughs> oh, it's a good question, this. It's question nine. Okay. Question nine, isn't it, I think? It's, it's, is that right? I don't know. Just uh, end, my, end my misery and let him go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> true or false, there have only been two United States Championship matches at Money in the Bank pay-per-view events. Andy, true. Yes, I got a point. Can I know one them? thing. They're not. It's not an Intercontinental title match this year, is it, Will Vaughn? That pay-per-view streak continues. Hey. Can I name them? Yeah. The first one. Yeah. And the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Three points. Rusev retained against. Oh my god. Twenty sixteen. This. Kalisto. Better. No. Better. Better wrestler. How'd you get better? It's Titus. I don't even remember. Neither that. do I. To be honest, mate. Ah. It was the main event with a shield on top. Yeah, yeah I remember that. They're on the same. And twenty nineteen, Rey Mysterio versus. Hmm. 2019. Not. Andrade. AJ Styles. Some more with Joe. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because Joe absolutely clobbered him in seconds at WrestleMania. Yeah. First time he said that, um, what's his chops are going to be ringside? Dominic. Mm-hmm. And that's when we knew the fix was in. <clears throat> the idea, final question, the idea to make Mick Foley the guest referee for Braun Strowman's cash-in match at Hell in the Cell 2018 oh, no. came from... Boom. Oh, Kurt Angle, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, or Mick Foley? Hamlet. Mick Foley. Yay! <laughs> A segment on Raw, Foley explained yeah. to Elias that he went to Steph about being part of the match to, talk the tw- to mark the 20th anniversary of his match with The Undertaker. <laughs> Dreadful. And that was, that was Strowman's cash wasn't it? Yep. Tell, tell us about your opinions on The Undertaker, Michael. Swear again. <laughs> Undertaker stinks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he cashed in and then Brock Lesnar just came in and went, they went finished. Thanks for it? watching, everyone. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That was his dreadful. Question. Thankfully, that will never happen again. There's <laughs> money in the bank. Braun and Roman had to lay there while Seth and Dolph took a big bump off the side because it was Shield versus Dogs of War. Oh, yeah. But they were too big to do big stuff. So it was like, uh, send, the, send the smaller guys up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're quite right there. Um, that's made me feel a little bit sick about Money in the Bank now because it could all be for naught. So just, <laughs> just do with it without Ace or Braun. Or Braun kept the case in that storyline where he bullied Kevin Owens mercilessly for like three months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good year. Put him in the toilet, came yeah. out blue, all uh, that. Yeah, why, there you go. why is he not in Pushed him off that ladder from like 100 foot in the air, but they couldn't yeah. get a good view of it so you never see the bump. Why is he not in oh, Retribution yeah. Day yeah. with Edge and Rhea Ripley? Bring the dogs of war back. Yeah. IMO. Oh. <laughs> I've made myself sad just before Money in the Bank. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Sami Zayn's going to be missing Money in the Bank. Yeah. Back in the game, baby. Well, congratulations to Michael Hamlet, winner of this week's quiz. <laughs> 
let us know how you got on on the quiz on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, of course. Uh, watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for I hope I don't have to deal with the eel. Watch out for the eel, guys. It's bad. You follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture. Your drain pipe. WWE, as I said, and uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, we'll have the news all tomorrow with all the fallout from SmackDown and Rampage, of course, which we've already previewed myself, Hamlet, and Sige. Uh, available as a podcast right now. What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll be dealing with all the fallout from Money in the Bank in the coming few days, and let us know your thoughts on Sami Zayn potentially becoming Mister Money in the Bank at What Culture. On Twitter. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Hamlet Tamori. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Wrestle Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.